Hey guys, welcome back to the GOAT Podcast. We are doing my top 50 players in this NFL draft. And again, want to make sure you understand something. Number one, I totally messed this up. Should have gone from 50 to 1. We're learning, okay? So I'm just not going to re-record that episode. Uh, I got stuff to do, but I really want to make sure that we can continue to give good, clean, family-friendly sports talk. Number two, this is my big board, not yours, not anybody else's, but I would be happy to debate about it. Let me know if I got anything wrong. Number three, I don't like old players. I know that's mean. I know that's bad. Is what it is. Let's get into it. Number 11, a guy that I'm really hoping falls to the Steelers, although if we don't take him... Maybe Christian Gonzalez will be there. It's Joey Porter Jr. Look, we probably don't end up taking him. Uh, we probably end up taking Jordan Addison or, I don't know, Devin Witherspoon because he's smaller. That's what we do. We've got to make our next cornerback that we draft in the first round work. He's got to be a good player. Or we got to find another Ike Taylor. But Joey Porter Jr. is a guy that I think can also fit the bill. It's kind of funny. Uh, I read, I think I saved it. Let me see if I saved it because this is an interesting thing to, to kind of point out. I read a tweet recently. Let's see here. Of course, now my phone doesn't want to work. Yeah, let's see here. I read a tweet the other day that was kind of promoting why we're seeing a bunch of cornerbacks popping up now. Um, did I save that? <laughs> I guess I didn't. Wow. I just kind of look like a moron. But I read, a, I read a tweet recently where basically these guys who used to be wide receivers, used to be right outside linebackers, used to be all these different players, are now telling their kids who are getting ready to go to the NFL draft, hey, you should play a cornerback. Because if you're a really great wide receiver, and I'm, I'm summarizing the tweet, maybe you saw it. If you're a really great wide receiver, you might be one out of 50 guys that have your measurables. If you're a really good cornerback, though, J.C. Horn comes to mind. Joey Porter Jr. comes to mind. You're a unicorn. You're not considered just the best at your position. You're one of the only bests at your position in that way. Joey Porter Jr. is number 11. Number 12. My number one tight end. It's Michael Meyer. I, I I struggle to think of anyone else that I genuinely believe would be better. And I'm not saying that to take away from a guy that's on this list later. I think he could end up being on a, a team doing very well, of course. One of the things that the Steelers said years ago that they looked for when they drafted Chase Claypool, which is hilarious that we said this because it didn't end up doing much for us. We look for guys that score touchdowns. Well, um, Michael Meyer basically averaged one touchdown 
per 10 catches. That's not bad when he had 67 catches. Nine touchdowns. Over a touchdown per 10 catches, excuse me. Math's never been my strong suit. He was guaranteed to catch a touchdown pass within every 10 times he was he was able to catch a ball. Unfortunately, the yardage wasn't a ton. He had 809 yards, but as a tight end, that's about what you're going to see. You're not looking for these Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski numbers. They're there for some, but they're not there for everybody. So don't expect to find them with Michael Meyer. But I think Meyer could be a guy, ends up on a team like Carolina maybe in the second round, or he ends up with a team. I, I said this on the podcast with the AFC West, but I still believe, I still believe the best thing for the Kansas City Chiefs to do is to go ahead and look for Kelsey's replacement. If Meyer is there at 31, I don't know why you wouldn't want to do that. But that's just me. That's number 12. Number 13, Will Levis. Um, Here is just my second senior on this board. Levis is a unique prospect. He has a lot of skills. But that's about it. You know, you're not going to have a ton of quarterback, you know, tape for him, college tape, I should say, that's really going to blow your mind. He lands here simply because I believe he'll end up on a team that will not utilize his strengths well. If you could tell me that he would end up on a team, ah, I've got it over here. Let me pull it up. I want to make sure that I don't tell you something wrong. If you were to tell me that Levis was going to land in the range of 15 to 30, let's just say. Let me list some teams that I think would, would do really well with Levis. The Mac Jones experience has not been working out very well. I could see him doing well with New England. They need more weapons, but I could see them doing well with New England. The New York Jets have a ton of pieces in place, but they just don't have a quarterback. I could see Levis having done well there. The Detroit Lions have literally everything they need but a quarterback. He could do well there. The Washington Commanders, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Seattle Seahawks at 20. You could argue the Baltimore Ravens at 23 because who knows what happens with Lamar. You could argue the Minnesota Vikings at 24 because who knows what happens with Kirk Cousins after this year. You could argue the Dallas Cowboys or New Orleans Saints. I know some of you don't want to hear that, but you could argue it. I'm not saying I would do it, but I'm saying you could make the case. You tell me he's going to one of those teams, chef's kiss. You tell me he's going to the Las Vegas Raiders, chef's kiss. You tell me he's going to the Indianapolis Colts, I'd say, hey, absolutely, I can get behind that. But there are people talking about Will Levis being the clear consensus pick over Anthony Richardson. And I agree with them. Which means a team has to leap up to number three. If Levis goes to the Panthers or the Texans, I think his career is over before it begins. And that is really unfortunate. But that's just how I see it. By the way, he's number 21. On TDN's rankings, Michael Meyer, number 15, Joey Porter, number 13. Number 14. Whew. 
Anthony Richardson. It, is there a more enigma pick to be made than Anthony Richardson? Um, he has accuracy issues. He has throwing mechanic issues. He... I want to believe in him. I want to believe that Anthony Richardson is going to come in and be a great quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks because that's probably where he ends up. I want to believe that if the Cardinals don't trade out, that that's what happens. But I I don't believe that. I just don't. And so, Anthony Richardson lands on this list at number 14 only because of the position that he plays. Nothing more, nothing less. Of all of the players that I think that could truly bust in this class, Anthony Richardson is very high up there because I think a team will fall in love with his pro day and they'll forget to watch the actual games that he played. That's a problem. I think a team will fall in love with his build and his youth and his experience of being an SEC quarterback, and they forget Stetson Bennett's an SEC quarterback too and more accomplished in college football than Anthony Richardson. And yet, funny enough, nobody seems to be talking about Stetson Bennett as a top-five pick. Hmm. Wonder why that is. You know, this is what makes me angry. This is what frustrates me. You're telling me that Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson, a guy who at best is a 2,600-yard quarterback, 26 touchdowns, basically 100 yards per touchdowns that he threw, that's bad. And you're going to tell me, let's just pull up the stats so that I don't lie, Stetson Bennett stats. You're going to tell me that Stetson Bennett, a guy in 2022 who had 4,100 yards, 27 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. Huh, why does that sound so familiar? Oh, I know why. Because it's literally what Anthony Richardson did just with better weapons and he had a better opportunity to get more yards. Because while Anthony Richardson was kind of stinking it up, Stetson Bennett played deeper into the college playoff and did play very well against Ohio State University. I don't care what Kirby Smart said at the end where he needs to learn to play our style of football. Stetson did play well, 23-34, 398 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Took some careless sacks in that game, and that's about all that he messed up. Against the TCU Horned Frogs, which was the worst national championship game we've seen in quite a while, though I still believe, I still believe it was the right title game. 18 to 25, 304 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. You want to know something funny? Last year, when they won the championship before this past one, get this. Stetson Bennett threw for 2,800 yards, 
29 touchdowns and 7 interceptions. Hmm. Let's just pull up Anthony Richardson and let's see what we've got when it comes to his last season before this one. Oh, yeah, right. He was 38 of 64 for 529 yards, six touchdowns, and five picks. Hello? (laughs) I mean, he's a rushing threat. No doubt about it. Rushing threat. You can look at his career stats rushing the ball, and he did do a very good job with that. Had nine total touchdowns. Guys, Anthony Richardson, he's going to be one of those quarterbacks where I, I don't know that he belongs in the first three rounds. I put him up here because, again, I'm trying to do this based on what I think NFL teams think. But Hendon Hooker's better, in my opinion. We'll talk about that at another time, especially after we know where they go. (sighs) Let's see. He was ranked 19th, by the way, by TDN. What a joke. Number 11 was Joey Porter. Number 12 was Michael Meyer. Number 13, Will Levis. Number 14, Anthony Richardson. Number 15, Jamir Gibbs. Look, they're not all superstars, but a Bama back will get production in the NFL. That's just, that's the truth. And I think that Alabama A that will be resting on his name card when someone's looking at drafting him is going to be a big reason why Jameer Gibbs will land in a situation where a team wants to run the ball, wants to try to use a a Maurice Jones-Drew style approach, low bowling ball. I could see him doing very well. That's number 15 on my list. He was number 18 on the TDN. Number 16, uh, another guy that is kind of interesting His name is Jordan Addison. Played with Kenny Pickett, and when he played with Kenny Pickett, they had pretty good chemistry. And after Kenny Pickett left, unfortunately, you're looking at a guy that in 2021 had some, you know, unique, unique abilities. Uh, I just lost my place. Let's see. Jordan Addison. Let's click on his name. All right. 2020, he had 60 receptions, 600 yards, nine touchdowns. Respectable. Respectable. Kenny Pickett just had absolute chemistry with this guy. They had 100 receptions shared between the two of them with Kenny throwing and him receiving. 1,500 yards, 17 touchdowns. This is one of the reasons where I struggle, and I, I kind of sit there and wonder, you know, do do the Steelers gamble? Because I think Jordan Addison could be falling. Not by much, but I think he could be. Do the Steelers gamble and hope that he's there at 32? Do the Steelers take Joey Porter Jr. and then move back up? to select Jordan Addison, because here's something people need to realize. 
Deontay Johnson could be done after this year. That, that's a possibility. George Pickens, Kenny Pickett have great chemistry. So do T. Higgins and Joe Burrow. But nobody compares to Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow and their chemistry. Jordan Addison, 16. On the actual TDN rankings, he ranks 22nd. Number 17, ha, got him. Nolan Smith, edge for the Georgia Bulldogs, right where they put him. Makes sense to me. I think the Georgia Bulldogs are going to see a, another huge first two rounds for them. Uh, they set a record last year, and then they're, they've got a lot of players in this year's class that could do just as well. Nolan Smith, not much to really write home about as far as trying to hype him up. He's a senior this year. He had three sacks, uh, 12 total tackles. Wasn't really known for being a Will Anderson guy. But I think in the right scheme, like if you put him on a team that has an established number one pass rusher, he'll eat. Number 18, Devin Witherspoon. Undersized corner, but cornerbacks I think are going to be a premium this year. A bunch of them will probably go in the first two rounds, and so I, I think that's good. Coincidentally, if this were going in the order that I had it, and that would be a neat exercise to do, the Steelers would have drafted Nolan Smith, and then the Washington Commanders would have drafted Devin Witherspoon. He ranks 16 on the TDN board. Number 19, two more. Then we'll call it a day for this episode. Brian Breezy, I think. Brian Breze. Uh, he is a young player. Uh, the next two guys on the list actually are very young and I think could be very accomplished. Brian Breezy is a Clemson player. And when you try to pull up his stats, TDN doesn't really give you a bunch of stats on him. But when you go to ESPN.com, Brian Breezy is a guy that in 2022 had three and a half sacks, 2021 had one and a half sacks, and 2020 had four sacks. He's the front man. You know, he's the front line, you know, a defensive tackle. He's not an edge player. I think that's what they kind of had him listed on one of these, but they've got it changed now back to IDL, interior defensive line. That's what he's best at. And it makes sense. It really, truly does. Man, I'd love for him to be a Steeler. Uh, you know, Monica used to say when we were co-owning together, you can't have every player. And every year I resign to that understanding until it's draft season, and then I say, but I want them to be on my team. Well, Brian Brzee is probably not going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Now that I said that, he might. So maybe that's the key. Would love to have him join the defensive line. Number 20, Lucas Van Ness. I, I really believe, and I left off offensive tackles and stuff on this board because I'm, you know, who wants to talk about offensive tackles? Come on. Lucas Van Ness is one of those players where he could become very good, very fast, and really fly up a board, and you wouldn't even expect it. Lucas Van Ness is a guy that is consistent. I mean, he played two years. He's a defensive end. Two years. Here's what he did. 
33 total tackles in his first season, 17 solo, 16 assists, 7 sacks. 2022, 36 tackles, 18 solo, 18 assists, 6.5 sacks. Consistency is a good thing, and if you could add him to a defensive line that already has some good players, you're going to be just fine. You really want to know one of the things that's kind of going to be against him, though, is he's got some inexperience. But I think a team could kind of fool themselves into saying, we can fix him. You know, you've probably heard someone say before, you know, with a friend, it's like, stop dating projects. You can't fix them. NFL teams need that same memo. Uh, they they go after players. Look, the Steelers just, you know, signed some guys that I'm not a huge fan of us signing. Keanu Neal, for one. Why? But that's how some of these teams are. Lucas Van Ness at 20. Brian Brisset at 19. Devin Witherspoon at 18. Nolan Smith at 17. Jordan Addison at 16. Jameer Gibbs at 15, Anthony Richardson at 14, Will Levis at 13, Michael Meyer at 12, and Joey Porter Jr., future Pittsburgh Steeler, at 11. Tomorrow, we'll be back with 21 through 30. Till then, take care.